Hey everybody. So welcome. Oh, hold on. I have to make some changes. Yeah, no. I just have to change it all. Here we go. Yeah. So, welcome back to the Resistance Book Club. We are starting off. I figured to start off, I was sitting here debating (laughs) which book to do. And I really want to get into Claudia Gray's book. So, then... In the midst of all of that, sorry, just want to bring, in the midst of all of that, I had just finished Brotherhood um, by Mike Chen. And then I said, well, let me go ahead and do a book review on that. And now I am currently reading um, Adam Christopher, uh, Shadow of the Sith. I don't know. That book might be in my top five. I don't know yet. We have to see. Um, but before we get started, how's everybody's week going? I hope everybody's doing well. Um, aside from all the BS that's going on in the world of politics. Um, <sighs> I don't even want to get into it. Um... I shouldn't even have to explain myself. I'm a woman. So, I don't know. I don't know. But other than that, for me, um, let's see what happened. We did pretty good today. We actually had an early start. um, Aside from our child having a temper tantrum in the morning. I'm sure parents out there, they really, I'm sure you can understand. Um, And so we're in the process of moving. And there's things that got to go, that are going in the garbage, you know, either in a dumpster or they're going to Goodwill. So today we went to Goodwill and dropped off all her clothes. Um, now, even though we have one child, doesn't mean that we, you know, that she will be the only one. We do want to have another one. It's just the climate that we live in currently with, you know, the shortage of formula that and food, you know, um, you got to make those decisions, man. They're very hard. Trust me, I, I want another one. I've always believed in children having siblings. Um, and it's just, it doesn't look like it's going to happen. I know a lot of people would be like, oh, you know, don't say that. But um, considering I don't really have TMI. I don't have that many eggs left. I'm almost 40. 
Did you know that my child was like the seventh egg that was conceived? Yeah. So it's, who knows what it is by now? Because when I had her, I was 37. I think it was 37, 36 or 37. So she was definitely a miracle. Very much a miracle. Um, And yeah, you know, it's just a lot of things, but we're very blessed. Very blessed, very blessed and highly favored. Um, Things will work out. Things will work out, you know, and if it doesn't, you know, it's okay. We still got our little angel. She's just a terror right now, but, you know, that comes with the territory of being a parent and being a mother. So, um, yeah, we, we went to the goat well. We still have stuff that we have to take to Goodwill or have them come and pick up. Couch is going. Um, oh, yeah. TV is going. Because um, I've had that TV for a while. It's, it's one of those things where I'm still trying to figure out if we need that TV or not. But we're one, I don't know if there's a lot of people that are like, like me and my husband. But we just only need one TV. The TV that we are currently using is more of a, I won the TV when I was at work. It's very interesting how that played out. I did not know that I was a part of a raffle. And it's a really good TV. (laughs) It's an LG. So, um, and we love it more better than the other one that we have so I have to get rid of that yeah so we did a lot and then we had to go to the furniture store so we bought some furniture so all of that happened yeah um but other than that everything is good so we bought the furniture we bought the dining table and everything we're all good we had chilies and then I said okay we can go home because she was acting really crazy in the in the restaurant I'm pretty sure we, I'm not the only one. (laughs) I was like, girl, I am going to drink this margarita down. I had two, so, but I feel good. I feel really good. Right now she's sleeping. She's taking a nap with Dada. Um, But other than that, everything was good. We, We accomplished a lot today. I really did. We really did. Um, so... Again, I hope everybody's week was decent, you know. Um, But yeah, let's go ahead and get started. So again, Brotherhood by Mike Chen. I didn't know what to expect. The, you know, it's one of those things where the cover grasps you. It gravitates towards you. It's like one of those really good book covers. I mean, who isn't going to gravitate towards Anakin and Obi-Wan on a book cover? Come on. So that grabs. Title, Brotherhood. Okay. So I'm thinking. Oh, so we're actually going to see how their brotherhood manifest. That's what I think when I see the title. Brotherhood. I felt disappointed 
I'm not gonna lie. I felt very disappointed. Um, it was still a good book. I'm gonna say that it was still a good book. It was a, it was good. I am one of those people where I feel like the title has to match with what that book is. That's just me because I can take from all titles and then when I read the book, there's like a significant moment in the book where you're like, that's why it's called that. It's the same thing like with the High Republic. Let's go with the High Republic for a minute. The Light of the Jedi. There's a significant moment in the book where it is Light of the Jedi. The Fallen Star. There is, if not the whole entire book, is The Fallen Star. Midnight Horizon. There is a very particular moment in the book where it is a midnight horizon. What's another one? Missions, mission to disaster. There's, if not one moment in the the entirety of its book is mission to disaster. Those are just to name a few. Eye of the Storm. There's a reason why it's called Eye of the Storm. Okay. Again, the book in its entirety was great. It was great. You know, we actually get that timeline. There's a bridge gap. This is a bridge gap story of Cato Nemodia. I hope I said that right. And so we get to see. But I think we are missing the brotherhood because I thought there was going to be a significant moment. Maybe I missed it. Maybe it was there. It just didn't land for me. If that was that particular moment, Because if it is, oh my God, did we really have to wait that long just to get to it? Um, the payoff wasn't there. But okay, so the crawl, it starts off with the Clone Wars have erupted because this is after Attack of the Clones. If not, it's like one of the first books beginning after Attack of the Clones. So the Clone Wars have erupted. Have it erupted, caught off guard by the quickly expanding conflict, the overwhelmed Jedi Order has rushed the advancement of Padawans to better integrate into the Grand Army of the Republic and assist the war effort. Newly promoted Jedi Knight Anakin Skywalker is increasingly torn between his growing duties to the Republic and his secret marriage to Senator Padme Amidala of Naboo. With his knighting, his mentor Obi-Wan Kenobi has been elevated to the Jedi Council under the rank of Jedi Master. As dark forces push the Jedi further toward their transformation from guardian to soldiers, 
Anakin and Obi-Wan find themselves on equal footing, yet opposing paths, each pondering the meaning of peace and justice during a time of war. That was it. Yeah, it's the crawl. Um, again, love it. So we bridged the gap. Um, I do have to say I I enjoyed Mike Chen's writing. There were just some parts in there where it's one of those, I don't know, as a book reader, there are some chapters where I'm like, I honestly believe I know what he's thinking. I, I think I do. I don't think we need to go to 10 pages of his thoughts if it was already explained in the previous chapter. I actually fell asleep. I really did. During one of the chapters, because I realized it was getting redundant. That's just me. I'm, there might be other people that actually prefer that, that want to, but I, I think I already knew what the character was thinking of. Um, and we went through like a whole chapter. There's been a couple of chapters that are like that. Um, Could have taken those out. But okay. So what is the author trying to do? Oh, this is a new template that I'm going to do. Um, so I'm going to try not to spoil, spoil too much, but there might be spoilers. I don't know how you can do it without spoiling them, but I'm one of those, like, if you read the book, you want to review the book, you know, that's just me. But anyway, what is the author trying to do? So I put down. I would assume he's trying to show how Obi-Wan and Anakin's brotherhood became by the mission of Cato Nemodia. I really hope I said that right. I'm sorry if I butchered it. Um, but I think it didn't deliver because they were both separate or away from each other throughout most of the book. If a reader never knew what Star Wars was or any of the characters, I don't think they would understood their brotherhood. Because, yeah, we, we we get, and that could be the reason why there are chapters of explaining their thoughts to kind of get you to understand that they understood each other. But just remember, if you've read Master and Apprentice and the conflict or the miscommunication between Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan, it's really the same thing. But you get the understanding of Master and Apprentice. It's within the title. Um, I don't know any other way. Because... We know that there is conflict between Obi-Wan and Anakin. 
And these are for people who probably haven't seen The Clone Wars, the the animated series, obviously. I'm going to keep it a buck. The Clone Wars gives you a better understanding of Obi-Wan's and Anakin relationship wholeheartedly from beginning to the end. Even the thing, even though the marriage between Anakin and Padme, their brotherhood was solidified in the Clone Wars. I don't think you really need anything else. So it was kind of interesting to see that they were still at odds a little bit, but I think it was just more of the transitioning of Obi-Wan becoming a part of the Jedi Council and Anakin becoming a Jedi Knight. Or I should say, even for Obi-Wan being a master, but he was already a master anyway. But, um, you know, to becoming a part of the Jedi Council. Okay. Now, if we want to, Go there. Okay, let's take it there. Because that part I understood when I was reading it. I was understanding there was this somewhat of a disconnect that they were having a difficult time transitioning into their new roles. So maybe not, I don't know. May, let me see how I feel towards the end of this video. If it's, if I can understand the reason for that title, okay, then I quote it. Sometimes you have to talk these things out loud in order for you to understand. I always say that. Who cares if anybody's looking? You just have to talk it out. Me, I'm just talking to the camera. But I'm I'm trying to understand where this is because I actually gave this four stars, but it was bothering me so much because I just couldn't understand where this title fit into the story. So again, I think they were having a difficult time transitioning into their roles of Obi-Wan trying to stop calling Anakin his Padawan and Anakin to stop calling Obi-Wan his master. That their roles, I wanted to say it, because Anakin has become knighted. So now he's a Jedi Knight. But he is also not, his role has changed where now he's able to have a little bit more privilege privileges. Because it was even in a book where he's talking to some of the clone troopers and he's like, wow, if I was still a Padawan, you know, there would have been some pushback from the troopers. But now that I'm a knight, it's like, they just, okay, sir, all right. And then they just go ahead and take care of it. Okay. 
we're I'm gonna try to figure this out. I'm gonna try to figure this out. And then with Obi-Wan, he was just going through it's more emotions, which is probably the reason why the series, the TV series, was so built on the emotions. His emotions, you know, um, towards Anakin and him being a Jedi Knight. Okay. I mean, other than that, like, things haven't changed between them two. But I just wish there would have been a little bit more togetherness. Like how in Master and Apprentice, there were the togetherness of Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. And that's how they really had to hash it out. And then in the end, they, you know, understood each other as master and apprentice. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna figure this out. I'm gonna figure this out. Okay. So what are some of the themes of the story? The theme should be brotherhood, but it looks like separate journeys. Obi-Wan was trying to understand his Padawan, turn to Jedi Knight, and ultimately see the growth in Anakin to stop calling him his Padawan. Anakin had to learn how to be around children slash younglings, which will ultimately lead to his own Padawan, Ahsoka, even though he was pushed back and talking about, no, I ain't gonna have one. Hold on. (coughs) Excuse me. So, yeah, those are the themes. The transitioning. So, the complicated transition and into their new roles all right let's see what the next one how is the story relevant to the world so the story of Cato pneumonia was suffering a great deal from the bombing in Cadisura and the people of pneumonia had to come together to rebuild and help each other on the other side the politics were an issue causing strain amongst the people Relevant to the real world, 9-11. Only because I lived through that. Some people can say during the Trump presidency. Um, However you may take it. I always go back to 9-11 because that was, there was a buildup. And it was, when I was reading this, it kind of felt that same way. That there was a buildup happening to where how would I say? Um, so like with the 9-11, uh, I don't know if a lot of people do know, but if you are from New York, or maybe not, but Bin Laden has been trying, has been using, let me use my words correctly, have been using New York as his What's a good word to put it? Practice, if you will. So 9-11 wasn't the practice anymore. So when I say practice, I meant that he has been trying or was trying to use us as practice over the years when I was a kid. And ultimately, it led to tearing down one of the biggest monuments ever in New York City history. 
and he succeeded. So it was almost like that in this book. The only thing is that you are seeing the buildup happening and then there were certain monuments in the city that were ready to be taken down. Only it got stopped early. So that's what I mean. Very relevant. Very, very, very relevant. Um, I don't want to get too much into detail of that. That's going to, you know, even till this day, talking about 9-11, like, breaks my heart. Um, but yeah, so it definitely had a very much relevance to that particular time period. Um, what did this book make you think about? All right, one. Where was the brotherhood of both Obi-Wan and Anakin? They were separated from their mission in Cato Nemodia. The Clone Wars series showed more of their brotherhood at arms through and through, which is how ultimately Anakin's character is redeemed, being the most loved by the fans. I wish we would have gotten more of the two together on the mission, not at the end. I agree. That lights, seriously, that's exactly what I was thinking of. Um, that was it. I don't know any other else. Like, the characters were great. Anakin had his little one, little youngling. She was great. She was great. Um, felt like the Obi-Wan and Leia type of thing, but... This girl here, she was more timid most of the time and kind of gained her confidence while also ultimately making some hardcore decisions, if you will. So that was good. There were other characters that I actually liked. Oh, and then you get Ventress. I'm like, this child. <laughs> oh, I swear. You know, in a way, I really do need to read Dark Disciple and Count Dooku. I really do have to read these books. Because Ventress just be putting out all the hate in the world. <laughs> and she is, she just love manipulation. It's, it's her thing. I need to need some more backstory for her. If they if they don't, it's okay. I don't, you know, sometimes a good mystery is a good mystery of someone's character. But this child, oh my God, the things that she was doing. I'm like, is are these people like really that vulnerable? Oh my God. But anyway, so yeah, those, those were the two. Um, what I like and dislike about the book. Clearly, we know what I don't like. Um, what I like is the partnership between Obi-Wan and Rogue. Rogue. I hope I said that right. Rogue. She is the guard of Nemodia. And also, she's kind of like... When she was telling her backstory... But not really her backstory. She was just, you know, saying what she has done throughout the years. 
made it seem like they use her as a um as an assassin. More on the ventrous level, but she is still good. She's a good character. She just when people it seemed like when people ask her to take care of something, she just goes ahead and does it. Because she ultimately finds something wrong with that person and it's like, oh okay, well this is an easy out. And then just takes them out. There are people that are like that. Again, in the High Republic, Ty Yurik, badass. Oh my God, she's such a badass. I love her. She's a black, black woman, black Jedi, or former Jedi. I think she's one of those where she's like Ahsoka. I am not a Jedi anymore. Um, But she's a saber for hire. Also, she doesn't have any problems taking people out, taking out bad people. She really doesn't. She doesn't lose the sleep of it either. And I love that about her. And that was one of the things that I really do have to say. I absolutely love that book. Um, oh, boy. What's the name of that book? Do do. The High Republic one, the one that they're on Velo for the Republic Fair. I can't think of the name of that of that book. It's gonna bother me. But it is it's crazy how huh? when you get on camera you just tend to forget everything. I'm telling you. Um, The Rising Storm, Kevin Scott book. Yeah. So that I'm telling you. That was a really, really, really good book because you do see the conflict of what is right, what is wrong. Why would you do that? We are Jedis. We're peacekeepers. We don't do these things. Uh, well, I didn't say I was a Jedi. <laughs> well, you have the lightsaber. Just because I have the lightsaber doesn't mean that I am a Jedi. I love how I do that. So, and again, there was a particular dialogue in the book. Let me see if I can find it. Where these two, Obi-Wan and Rogue, were having a full dialogue. No, I'm missing it. I'm just trying to make sure that I didn't skip it, but oh darn it, I don't have it. Damn it. Yeah, I don't have it in here. Yeah, because it was it was so that was such a beautifully written dialogue. I do have to say there were plenty of beautiful writing. Mike Chen. He definitely has the pen. I don't know what it was. There were certain things I was like, ooh. Mm hmm. All right. I see you, sir. I see you. But yeah, like the intro. You know, the crawl. I don't know if he wrote that. I'm pretty sure he did. Of course, you know. We get straight to the point. Then he has this intro with Anakin. 
I'll read that in a minute. But yeah, there is a particular dialogue that was just between Obi-Wan and Rogue where they were sitting at the bar and they were talking. And she really, it was just a back and forth between them. There, I don't know, it was just the tit for tat type of moment. And it came off so, it seemed like if you was to have seen that in person, it would have came off so fluidly. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. Um, Yeah, like, all right. So, you know, again, he has impeccable pen writing. Um, There was, like, the intro. Let me see this intro. So it says, so the intro in um, chapter two on Anakin Skywalker. Anakin Skywalker stood as he always did, feet planted slightly wider than his hips in a balanced stance, arms behind him with his hands clasped at the small of his back, hand actually. One of his limbs remained his organic arm, part of the flesh and blood born of Shmi Skywalker and raised under the unflinching desert suns of Tatooine. The other hand was metal and wire and sensors, a synthetic extension that moved nearly but not quite the way he intended. Not perfect yet, but he was getting better at it. And though the textures of the mechanical replacement were so unnatural that he covered it with a glove, his wife never treated its touch as anything but his own. At least in a short time, they were able to be together following his duel with Count Dooku, his wife. Where was she right now? Senator Padme Amidala always meeting with people or talking with people or talking about people. She returned to Coruscant and was likely heading to the Senate District, a single beacon of hope dashing somewhere through the massive structure of a planet. The thought caused Anakin's lip to curl up ever so slightly. A Padawan for him? That sounded like the worst thing in the galaxy. That was after. But yeah, obviously we know it would be a Ahsoka Tano. But again, intro, beautiful. It reminded you, reminded me of the scene, flashback scene in Obi-Wan series, right? Where he turns his head, Anakin. That was beautiful detail. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, let me see here. Oh yeah, Quinlan Boss makes an appearance. Ooh, that was some good dialogue there too. Very good dialogue. Um. Who else? Okay, so describing the force on chapter 19, page 118. So because the vacuum in the force that he sensed throughout the temple circled all around her. Are you all right, he said, approaching the Zabra. She opened her eyes and the vacuum disappeared, the currents of the force resuming their normal flow. Anakin talking to Mills was intriguing. She felt like how he felt when he was young. She doesn't understand why Jedi have to become soldiers if they are the peacekeepers. 
So there was a point, even in a tweet that Mike Chen sent, he was talking about how Anakin and Obi-Wan view differently of their own force. It is true. Seems as though Mill and Anakin were on the same kind of wavelength of the force. Obi-Wan, it was more of, he feels it. I don't know. It's, how do you explain it? Like, I guess that can go in hand if we're talking about how Anakin and then turn to Vader because you see how strong he is with the Force. It consumes him. It consumes Anakin. Like it overflows him. He lets, he welcomes it. I don't know how any other way to say that. And that kind of brings it on to Mill because this little girl, she uses it. At first, she, she didn't welcome it. But when she was listening to Anakin talk about how, you know, using a force and everything. She ended up welcoming it. By welcoming it. Fills up. Her aura. And that's how she's able to see. Other. Moods. And emotions. Which is another type of aura. If you will. Which is how she was able to. You know. Um help them out when they needed to understand their flow of the force. Um, let's see. Other than that, I think that's about it. I do have a word of the day. And the word of the day is neutrality. So, is this is how it's used in a sentence? Um, is Mandalore's proclamation of neutrality, neutrality a truly political middle ground, or is Satine Kriz's recent speech part of a secret bid to aid the separatist movement? We discuss with our expert panel of analysis next on Holonet News tonight. That was part of their um, part of the newscast. When they were talking about it. So Satine was like just on a mission to try to keep the Mandalorians out of the war. But apparently she can't help. It seemed like it was going to be the inevitable. And it does. So uh, then it says Mandalorian Duchess divides Republic in ongoing war. I see it, Obi-Wan said softly. She's recruiting systems to push for neutrality. It's not going to help things. That type of thing. So what does neutrality mean? Well, it's a noun. It means not helping or supporting either of two opposing sides, especially countries at war. Latin. Latin word. Neutralis of neuter gender. That's what it means. Um, so there were other parts of the book. I hope you like the word of the day. Um, I would have to say legit, my favorite, 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 
favorite part in this book is probably the Mace Windu and Anakin. Hold on. This is facts right now. If anybody remembers watching the prequels um, and remember how Mace was always against anything Anakin did and always kind of like hinted that he really did not care about him. Listen, I would have to say that's probably like the best, the best writing in this book. It's one of those where Mace is looking at Anakin and he's like, and you can just see and imagine Sam Jackson's face doing this. Like, given the evil eye, and you know, like, the words that are coming out of his mouth, but you know, in reality, he wants to say, what is this little nigga talking about? Like, we was not talking to you. (laughs) Shut up and go over there. That's what he wants to say. But he, you know, he keeps us civil. He does not care. And knew heavily in his heart something. And again, this is going towards the aura. Because remember, Mill sensed the aura, the emotions and everything. She sensed it off of Anakin that there was something off, but she just couldn't put her finger on it. It's that thing with Mace. Mace is like, something is wrong with you. Like, you should not be here. You are not the chosen one. And if you are, it's something bad is going to happen. So he definitely was feeling some type of way. Again, it is what it is. And we know what happened. And Mace Windu is like turning over in his grave. Well, you know, what can he do? So other than that, that was it. It's really all I have for the book. Um, I want to try to keep these short, the book reviews short and simple. But um, other than that, four stars. I still give it four stars. I still can't really understand the whole brotherhood but okay um but hey i hope you guys enjoy the book if you do leave a comment like subscribe to my youtube channel it's called kita's black alliance you know trying to grow and this is the resistance book club why this is the way peace